2: Tomorrow
0: all the things were gone, i worked for all my life, and I had to start again, with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky star to be living here today, but the flag still
2: stands
0: for freedom, and they can't take that.
1: Good evening and welcome to this pre-4th of July edition of Political Straight Talk. I'm your host, the Political Superman, coming to you live in sunny, let's say, South Florida. The time. 804 on the East Coast, 504 on the Left Coast. And today, the question is, do we really care that the Dixie Chicks are coming out with a new album. Okay. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Do I care? <laughs> well, you know, I'm really. thinking. Nope. So, um, here's the here's the the gist of it. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm going to put this out there. and The only reason is, as many of you know, I'm, I was a huge, huge fan of the Dixie Chicks. Know all their music. Could sing all their songs. Um, paid to go to their concert. Many of you have heard me tell the story, so I won't bore everybody with it again. Uh, and then they decided to do something stupid and go over and badmouth our president in France. And... The deal is, you don't badmouth our president in another country. You want to badmouth him here, it's your right to do it, but you shut your rat trap when you're in another country. And you're either A, a singer, or B, an activist. You can't be both. Cuz if you are, you're going to suffer consequences. So, let's talk about some of those consequences. Consequence number 1. Natalie Maines, um she recently uh well, I'm not going to say recently, recently, but she, she, well, I guess so. She's been getting a divorce. Uh, Earlier this year, she was getting a divorce. And so her net worth was pushed out by the media because the judge refused to seal the case. And so I went and looked it up. And I looked it up to basically prove a point here. So the Dixie Chicks, Natalie Maines, um, is worth approximately $6 million.
2: Huh.
1: Um, she has $4 million, $4.4 4 million in real estate and personal property, 121000 in stocks and bonds, and $1.9 million in cash and checking accounts, which added up to $6.5 million. Not too shabby. Up? Not too shabby. Now, Um, hubby probably going to get half of that, so she's worth about (laughs)
2: $3
1: But Forbes estimated that had they continued on their trek from 2003 when they had two songs in the Billboard Hot 100s, as a matter of fact, both of them were in the top ten, Traveling Soldier was number one on the Billboard charts, The Dixie Chicks own the fastest falling out of the Billboard Hot 100, the Billboard Hot 200, and the Billboard Hot 250 of any artist since they began doing this show. Now, why is this important? Forbes has estimated that from 2003 until 2017, the Dixie Chicks if they would continued on a normal career path, given what they've got, they would have made, get this folks, a cool 160 some odd million dollars, okay? Now, had she kept her mouth shut, there would have been sold-out concerts because there were a ton of sold-out concerts that were booked on their tour. They would have multiple tours since then, you know, blah, 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 blah. Why do I bring this up? Well, they have announced last week, I found it in the, the Fox had it for a few minutes on their page, and then I found it again in the New York Times, buried on page like 86. They are coming back to country music, and they are oh, going to luck. release an A new album because, and I quote, the country music um, atmosphere has changed. And the same people that, quote, kicked us out of country music in 2003 are no longer around. Um, We are. Here I am, rocking like a hurricane. I'm a little fatter than I was then, but I'm still rocking.
3: Down a back road. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't, doesn't matter. I mean, you know, the public is still not going to buy it.
1: I Well, I'm I'm going to tell she, you. They're, she's going to get up here and talk about Trump. They're going to have a hard time selling records. And I'm just going to lay it out flat for them. And, and they've already been told. I, I can guarantee you they've been told. They start their crap with Trump. and. um they'll have they'll have bigger problems than they had with c d smashings in two thousand and three
3: yeah, that's what happened to the soccer captain you read
1: so about she that? got didn't she get benched?
3: She got benched yeah good
1: well i mean that's that's not a president trump call that's her coach's call you know, whatever you know whatever no, it
3: it's, is not a right for her to play on that team that is a privilege. And if she doesn't want to stand up for the team that she, the nation for the team that she plays for, then take her happy ass on somewhere else. Well,
1: I He would uh, probably taking a lot of help for it. You
3: know, we, a lot of we, backlash.
1: We, we, we happen to agree, and when you represent the United States, you stand your ass up, and you do what you've got to do. You put your hand across your heart, and you pledge allegiance to that flag, and shut up. You don't like it, don't go represent us in a foreign country. Again, you do you what you want to.
2: Up.
1: you do what you want to in these borders. that's your business. I support it. <laughs> Listen, I get it. okay? But when you're outside of these borders, whether you're an American citizen, just going and visiting Italy or whatever, you're an ambassador for this country. so act like it. Which leads me to Nike's ambassador. Oh, I'm, oh.
2: I'm
1: getting these, I'm getting these big ones I'm getting these big ones out of the way that I'm going to rant on so I can get to the the meat of the program. And uh, let me just say this right here. Number one, Kellen Kompernick is a washed-up, used-up loser of a quarterback that played for a loser team in the San Francisco 49ers. Okay? Mm -hmm. That team hasn't been anything since uh, Young and Montana. Yeah. Okay? And the politics of the owners of that football team make it a disgrace to be in football. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, Vince McMahon, uh, anybody that, that follows football knows that Vince McMahon back way back when tried to start the XFL mm-hmm. and it, it folded after one season, as I recall, but he's in a much bigger position to compete directly with the NFL because they're going to play when the NFL doesn't play. But, um, Vince McMahon is very pro Trump
2: mm-hmm. and
1: very pro America. And I think right off the rip, anybody that tries to take a knee, um, will be fired.
3: will be gone.
1: I, um. I think that that'll be made very clear.
3: I, I I didn't know that um, Kaepernick had been appointed CEO of Nike, and um, so.
1: Well, Nike. Well, I I don't know what Nike. I I don't know what Nike's big problem is, but the only thing I've got to say about all of this crap about the flag and representing racism and all this bull crap. Number one, okay. Let's just clear this up right now. Most of the Founding Fathers did not support slavery. It was just something that was done, and they left it alone. Number two, okay, this is very important, too. The flag that Betsy Ross stitched. As a matter of fact, if anybody knew anything about Betsy Ross, you would know (coughs) she was your very (coughs) first feminist. Yeah, she sure was. Her along with Clara Barton and some of the others, are the reason that women got the right to vote. So, to come on. Yes, we have things in our history that we're not proud of. We're not proud of humans owning other humans. Okay? Mm -hmm. We're not. But it happened. In 1865, it was rectified by a Republican, and slaves were freed. There ain't nobody. But nobody alive today that was a slave
2: mm-hmm.
1: under that type of slavery, okay? It ain't there. didn't happen. And if you are, I want you to call the Guinness World Book of Records because you're one old. <laughs> yeah, person. Right.
2: Yeah. Okay?
1: Okay. And all of this leads back to that whole reparations crap and um, yeah. the the flag is oppressive. Come on. First of all, a nation that forgets its history is bound to repeat it. And number 2, okay, and number 2, the largest beacon of freedom in this world has been the United States. You look at history, world history all the way back to the beginning, the book of Genesis. Okay? And you look at all the oppressive regimes that have come along and been born even from places that began as democracies which is why the founding fathers made us a republic mm-hmm. and i think this is asinine and stupid and if you're so if you are so flaky that you feel like you're offended by a flag that was created two hundred and forty some years ago get over yourself I'll move okay simple as that get over yourself And if you're so damn oppressed by this country, why haven't you bought a plane ticket on Delta Airlines and flew your ass to Iran or Iraq or Afghanistan or any of these other countries?
3: That's that's part of his problem because his girlfriend is Muslim. And Uh, Kaepernick was adopted by white, very wealthy white foster parents. And he led a life of privilege. Nobody in his family has has
1: been a slave. Right. And yeah. so well, you have on, on this one particular side and, and listen folks, I get it there's debate. There are people that I guess they feel oppressed because their great 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 grand uncle uh of their second cousin twice removed might have been a slave. Okay? But at the end of the day, get the hell over it. Put on your big girl panties, as the boss lady says, and move on. Okay? Ain't none of us was slaves. Ain't none of us owned. Doesn't matter what damn color we are. And get on about yourself. Okay? Not one person alive today deserves to be paid reparations. So those morons in Congress even floating that idea. Uh, And and the bulk of our time today is going to be spent on the debate and some some election day stuff, so don't y'all worry. We are going to cover it. But anybody that's suggesting reparations the only reparations need to be done is write them a damn check and stick it in their grave if that's what you feel like you need to do. But right. who are you going to give reparations to? You yeah. have ever Tom, Dick, and Harry coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. Okay, and how are you going to prove it? Ancestry.com. Exactly. You know, come on. Yeah. Let's just, this, this particular topic pisses me off to no end. Because of all the dumb things that Congress has done, this is one of the most stupid. You want to pay reparations to people that ain't been alive in a hundred and twenty years? Now,
3: well, it's fine. It's fine I mean, It's campaigning, and the government's paying it.
1: Now let's well, go to trying, the. Let's go to the flip to side of this. I, I'm going to the flip side of this because these two are related, and let's take a little trip out west. To these idiots, gargantuan buffoons called Antifa, where the mayor of a city in Portland, I'm assuming it's Portland, decided that they were going to tell police officers that they have no authority to stop, stop Antifa From beating up a journalist and from destroying property, have you lost your mind? The first thing the governor of that state should have done is sent the state police in there, put handcuffs on that mayor, arrest every one of those little Antifa bastards, and throw them in jail. Because what they did to that reporter, they are guilty of a federal hate crime. A hate crime.
3: But I don't hear the crazy thing is the reporter was liberal.
1: I know. Yeah. He he writes for a conservative publication, but he is a liberal, yes. The the deal is, and, and listen, it's not about that. It goes deeper than that. It goes that a police force was told to stand down by a mayor of a city who takes an oath. Who takes an oath to preserve and protect that city. And then the police officer, the police chief or superintendent or whatever they call him out there, he took an oath to uphold the laws of the state. And the last I checked, in all 50 states and seven territories of the United States, we have laws that prevent from getting your ass kicked in the middle of the street by a bunch of mass thugs. Right. Toodling. That's not the
3: first time they've done that. That's not the first time they've done that
1: either. You want to know what is uh, racism in this country. You want to know why you have this crap this is it right here. And now let's go talk about Butt gag or Butt Gage as I call him. Let's go talk <laughs> about
2: Butt Gage. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay? Oh boy. So
1: I'm going to talk about Butt Gage a minute, and I'm going to simply say this. First of all, that no-count 37-year-old son of a bitch deserves to be recalled as the mayor of that Crap ass town, anyway, it is a crap ass town of every town in Indiana that I've been to, that's the shittiest one, okay, and let's just go ahead and say it. He hung his damn police department out to dry. Mhm, okay. The guy pulled a knife. they've got proof that he pulled a knife. They know that he pulled a knife and that he threw it at the police officer and you know what if I'd have been in that cop's shoes, I'd have blown his ass out of his shoes too, yeah, okay. And there is no, there is no place in this country for people like these two mayors. Because if I was that police force, I'd take my ass, park my car right on the edge of the city to where I wasn't out of my jurisdiction, and I'd sit there my entire shift. Wouldn't do a damn thing. Nothing. Nothing. I wouldn't pull anybody over, as a matter of fact, if somebody come flying through that 100 miles an hour, I'd wave at them as they drove by. (laughs) I wouldn't do anything. It's like the city of Memphis, when that guy was shot by the U.S. Marshals a couple of weeks ago. People calling for the cops to leave. Well, take their cars, put them around the edge of the city, and just sit there. Don't do nothing. See how long it is before 911 gets lit up with people wanting the cops to do something. Be like, sorry. You might want to call the yeah. gangs and all the people that don't want us here and let them handle it. Yeah. Yeah, about thirty seconds.
3: About thirty seconds
2: because
1: because yeah. that's not how it works. And these people, these Democrats, okay? I I'm I'm not even I, listen, I ain't even started on the debate yet, but I'm a gunner. Okay. Wow. I'm oh, just gonna a, say man. this that butt gauge doesn't deserve to ever ever, have the title of representative. He doesn't deserve to have the title of senator. He sure as heck doesn't deserve the title of president, and they ought to revoke the title of mayor. This guy and his husband, listen, the comments that he made up on that stage, if if it were for Republicans, I wouldn't have a husband. Well, no shit. You ain't supposed to have one to begin with.
3: That's right.
1: Now, well, I am just I, listen. I'm on a roll about these mayors because this mayor's business is so stupid. No. Nashville's about to be stupid on well, a mayor too. Well, what about
3: they the what? I mean, the- Sorry? Nashville's about to be stupid on
1: a mayor too. Yeah. Well, they're oh, going they're going to reelect. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> They're going to be
0: realize. mad
3: because he's uh he's going to uh, he's already got developers that are going to knock out all that part that's across from the stadium that's uh lower income housing. Yeah. They're fixing to boot all those people out over there and build, start building high rises and stuff over Listen, there. Listen, I
1: told people, I told people when they built that billion dollar hole in the <laughs> ground, I told them. Exactly what was coming. I said it won't be five years from now, but it'll be about ten, and we're getting really close to that ten-year mark, and it's going to happen. Yeah. You watch it. They're going to push all the people out that are going to be a black eye on that city because they want to make that city one of the top in the nation. and oh, yeah. oh. They're, they're going to push out all the undesirables that they can, and they're going to push them in. They're probably going to that Memphis. How it's all going to work out? They're going to migrate towards Memphis. But well, let's get back on our let's get back on our national topics here.
3: Yeah, well,
1: um, well. The president. Anybody heard from the president today?
3: No, he hasn't called me yet. But
1: no. Anybody seen him on Twitter today? No. Nope. Anybody seen him on TV today? No. Nope. No. Anybody see the First Lady go flying out? Yep.
2: Nope. Uh-huh. on.
1: The United States government oh, yeah. moved to DEFCON 2. Vice President never takes off from Andrews. Hit yeah, on the heard plane. Getting ready to go. Said, hey, buddy, time to hit Weather Mountain. Huh. Wonder what's happening. What
3: happened? Kind of, yeah, I kind of it, interesting, isn't the it? Vice, the, Vice President, the Vice President was flying to New Hampshire. And then they abruptly turned around and came back to D.C. They
1: never, they never left the ground. Oh, okay. Who just cranked up the microwave? What are we having?
3: Oh, sorry. Well, share some, will you?
1: Yeah, we're all hungry. We're in poverty. What was it? So now let's 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 go ahead and hit hit the <laughs> let's hit the debate.
3: Don't. Don't just stop there. Why are we at Death 2? too?
1: Um. Well, if I knew, I probably wouldn't tell you. Oh.
3: Um, <laughs> one of those. Oh
1: wow. All right. So. To,
0: yeah. Say what? Somebody on Twitter seems to think it's a an alien. An I,
1: alien? Think I think it. I think it's a meeting. I think it's a meeting. A what? A meeting. If,
3: uh, yes, if POTUS was out of country, they would bring back him Correct. from anywhere.
1: Yeah, They would. He
3: came back real quick from North Korea.
1: He, well, <laughs> just, y'all, relax. I, I will tell you, I did find out um, that they are expecting, well, that's cool, they are expecting uh, some kind of terrorist attack on the fourth. So, yeah, they've kind of told everybody to be you gotta, up.
3: You've you got to think that that's coming because we, honest to God, almost since Trump has taken office, we've really not had one.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think. I, I really think people are scared to do it. All right. So, um, so, so let me run some. Go ahead.
0: I was just going to say I did see that report today about the. Fourth
1: of July. Well let's let's run some numbers here. Okay. So since the debate, here's kinda here's kinda where we are. Biden at twenty seven percent, Sanders at fifteen, Warren at thirteen, Harris at thirteen, Buck Gage at five, O'Rourke at two, and Booker at two. In Iowa. Iowa's the most important of all of these. Okay? I was the most important. Biden, 26. Sanders, 15. Warren, 13. Butt gauge, 10. Harris, 9. <laughs> Klobuchar is 2. And O'Rourke is 2. And then New Hampshire, which is the second most important. Biden, 29. Sanders, 16. Warren, 11. Buckgage gauge, 10. Harris six, O'Rourke three, and Booker three. Now y'all know when y'all go to watch the debate next go round, and Buck Gage is in there. Yeah, that's what y'all are going to think the whole time. When they're saying Buttigieg, you're going to be like Buck Gage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> kind of gives new,
1: kind of gives two new meaning given his marital status, huh? <laughs> right,
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry that wasn't very Christian to me. Okay, so. <laughs> Now, the news today has been talking about uh Beto or not Beto. Uh they've been talking a whole lot about Camilla Harris's polling mm-hmm. numbers. Okay? And uh Quinnipiac has uh Harris at 20% with Biden at 22, Sanders at 13, Warren at 14. Uh USA today and Suffolk And this one's just for Iowa, has Biden at 24, Harris at 16. And now coming out of the debate, now here's, these are the ones that are important and that I really pay attention to. What are the numbers coming out of the debate? Okay, and so the Politico and Morning Consultant poll, which is an overnight tracking poll, has Biden, 33, Sanders, 19, Warren and Harris, 12, Buck Gage, 6, O'Rourke, 2, Booker, 3, Gabbard, 1, and then the rest of them are 2s and 1s, with a Biden with a net plus 13. Then when you get into July the 1st on Monday, still people have had a chance to to put it in. And and here's why there's a, a huge disconnect here. The presidential nomination, the Hill and the Harris Poll Company, and Harris Poll usually does pretty good with Democratic polling, has Biden at 33, Sanders 15, Warren 9, Harris 11, with Biden plus 18. So as you notice, everything seems to be um, Biden 14, Biden 18, Biden 12. So the numbers are 10 and stay. Here's called in this is what we would call an outlier poll. Okay, Monday, July 21st, the CNN poll, Biden 22, Kamala Harris 17, Biden with a plus five. USA Today, Biden plus eight, but the biggest outlier is Quinnipiac that has Biden plus two. And this one was done today. This polling data was released today from Quinnipiac. Now, what do you take from this? Um, I can tell you who's not going to be the nominee, okay? Here's who's not Here's who's not going to be the nominee. Biden, Buck Gage, O'Rourke, Booker, Gabbard, Yang, Castro, Klobuchar, Gillibrand, de Blasio, Bennett, uh, Inslee, none of those will ever be. Ooh, I just got peppermint sticks from from Cracker one? Barrel. Can I no, you
3: no, no cam- y'all cannot mo- have mo- any of my
1: pepper sticks. Y'all hush up.
3: No, sure. <laughs> so are you what saying that camel...
1: Them? Lexi said for me to tell y'all, if y'all want pepper sticks, peppermint sticks, go buy your own and leave mine alone oh. because I'm awesome. Now, go on. <laughs> Thank you, Lexi. So no, are you
3: Get saying the camel going to be the nominee?
1: So what? So are you
3: saying
1: that Kamala is going to be the nominee? I'm saying that it's going to be Sanders, Warren, or Harris. That will be that will one of those three will be the nominee. Yes.
3: Trump uh, will
1: eat their lunch. Um, he's going to eat any of their lunches. Now, there are a couple there are a couple of scenarios here, okay? Because I've started to hear grumblings doubt Hillary may get back in, oh my God <laughs> huh? no
3: one
1: thought
3: that was a possibility Well, there I've always that said
1: that I thought it was a possibility now, here's why she changes the dynamic she doesn't have the she doesn't have the the political clout power that she once had, okay yeah. but She's got something that they can't touch. None of the rest of these guys can touch. Okay? She's got the angry Democrats. They'll pick her just yeah. to try and get a do-over. Right. Now, there's another name out there that is quite possible. And that is don't. don't, don't. Mut- Michelle, My Bell, Obama,
3: Michael Obama, Mm -hmm. Michelle.
1: If now, if Warren, if Warren wins, puts her on the ticket, they lose. If if any woman is at the top of the ticket and they put a woman as the Veep, they will lose. They will lose in a landslide. Just mark it down in your book.
3: Why is this country
1: will not elect two women in the top two spots? They won't do it. No,
3: anymore. but, but you it.
1: Ask. Okay. And I and I'm not saying that to be negative and I don't want any no, you. know. no,
2: young I girls I listening. It.
1: I'm not I'm not anti female for president, okay? Because anybody it. knows I me knows people. that my top choice for president outside of Donald J. Trump is Condoleezza Rice. Now yep. okay?
3: Candy. Who? Candy. Who? Candy, the Rice.
0: Oh, no, Candy. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. I'd never vote for her.
3: Why? She's smarter than any president we've ever had. Yeah, you know how many degrees she's got?
1: She is one of the smartest. But Jill, Jill would be anti condy because of her ties into, um, in essence, what you could call part of the deep state. Because she knows a lot of them.
3: Well, But. That doesn't, you know, mean she wouldn't be a good president.
1: I think she would. Are you too. Just, just based on what I know of her. Now, having said all that, Warren Sanders Harris and what they will do, let's say one of those three wins, they have to pick somebody to offset them. So if Sanders wins, Sanders absolutely has to pick a middle-of-the-road Democrat. Okay? Has to. There, there is no two ways about it. You put him, Warren, Harris all on the same ticket in any way, any combination, not going to work.
4: I think if Sanders wins, he picks Buttplug as the VP. Uh, he may, and he may choose probably Booker.
1: Okay. Well, and first of all, we're not gonna we're not gonna call him Butt Plug. We're gonna call him Butt Gauge. I
3: anything. I would assume he may pick our darling little petulant child, AOC.
1: Camp. She's not Camp, eligible. He's not
4: uh,
1: 35. I
3: I thought there was no age limit
1: on vice president. Nope. So what happens when what happens when Sanders falls out the damn Trump balcony and splat? (laughs) The Constitution says that no one under the age of thirty-five. That's right. Not eligible. Yeah. Secret Service wouldn't clear her either. Guarantee it.
3: in a whole lot of.
1: Well I, I ain't got to her yet But I'm getting to her I'm coming to her Because she's a buffoon and that's I don't think thing. they would
0: be so stupid To put Michelle Obama in either Because there are just way too many people That do not like Obama Period. So they
1: don't like Obama It's not Obama getting elected It would be Michelle Obama well, ask, Oh come
0: on Yeah, but He, she, he would like still saying, be
3: in the White House He would still be there I think yes. Michelle oh, they're in a moment, to let like Michelle before, they went Hillary, she's a black woman. A Listen, I'm not, not going to wait till
4: 2004 and 24 because she's right. going to try running for senate. She's probably going to win a senate seat somewhere. Uh, one of the Carolinas,
1: well, right? North Carolina, because they own they own a home there in Nashville. And uh, Chuck Todd was talking about in a meeting with some others about a year ago, two years ago that that was the plan that's why they bought the house in North Carolina because they feel like they can use the Asheville area to get her into the house or into the senate So
4: I would think the house would be a better choice right now for, for her but it's very rarely that a, a house member was nominated for president but she has the clout as being in, in,
1: right. with uh, Obama. So, right. Well, Joe Biden. Biden. Listen, if I had to pick any of those Democrats standing on that stage as president, I would pick either Hickenlooper or Biden. If I absolutely had to pick between one, the one of the 24, I'm picking one of those two. Uh, one, Hickenlooper was, was the looper. only one that when they started yapping about the free health care for all and free education yep. this and free that, his hand didn't go <laughs> up and he didn't support it because he said, "How hey, you going to pay for it. Right. right. Um, as far as Joe Biden goes, listen, Joe Biden's like a piece of Play-Doh, okay? You can make and mold him by the team you put around him. And But, listen, Joe Biden, A, stepped in at big time in the debate with Kamala Harris. He could have owned her when she started yapping about the school buses. He he owned he could have owned her on that one because that wasn't a federal issue; that was a state issue, and state right. rights. And and he could have used and that and shut her up.
3: And she wasn't busted either. She went to high school and school in Canada.
1: She I know.
3: From Fred Woods's family.
1: I know, but the her president, family
3: wasn't in poverty either. She wasn't well, her. And she's she black.
1: Her family's what? come out and said that they're not voting for. Her.
3: Really? Mm-hmm. She and your mom oh. her father's either her father and mother's from Jamaica and I think India. So yeah. Well I don't know who sent American.
1: me I don't know who sent me the thing but I'm gonna say it and I'm gonna say it as nice as I can. But <laughs> But the only black she's had inside of her was Willie Brown. I
3: think she went. I think she went. I don't know who who
1: sent that to me, but when I read that, I was like.
3: I'm guilty. I'm guilty.
1: Go, did you send it?
3: Yeah.
1: All right. So let's move on to the next topic. We're going to come back to the debate when we hit other things, but here's, here's how I know president Trump's going to mop the floor with these people. (laughs) If I'm him, a, a number one, he raised $105 million in three months. Come on people. Even Obama didn't have that. No. Okay. That is a massive, massive haul. Uh,
3: He's going to need it because they're trying to fight him over his damn taxes. Stupid. So what? What's that he's going to need this if they're trying to fight him over his income tax returns. Oh, his tax return. It's none of their damn business what's in his tax returns. Let's see yours, Nancy.
1: Well, they're going to lose that fight. Adam. Listen, that that's going to go to the Supremes, and they're going to lose that one. Federal... Federal tax returns are private, and there is no possible way that oh, moron boy is going to convince the Supreme Court that that Trump's tax returns need to be overturned, turned over. Not going to happen.
3: Yeah, because they're going to ask them what reason do you need them? Oh, well, they're saying all. something yeah. about the system. They want to make sure that the system is working.
1: <laughs> well, they can say so whatever. Why? Go pull somebody else's. Let's yeah. put. Uh,
3: They'll pull you damn. Your own. Let's dam. go get
1: Chairman Nadler's and make sure his are working. Right, Adam Schiff. But yeah,
3: here's, I here's,
1: here's how I know that the Democrats lost the election. Okay, done. Here was the question asked by the debate moderators, which, by the way. I thought that was the funniest thing having Democrats ask Democrats questions. <laughs> yeah. It's like some of the questions were so leading i uh, I'm, oh, I'm going to come around to one of the one of the most leading ones. I was just like, Uh- oh, no, that's funny. Yeah. If elected president, would you provide free health care for immigrants?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: every hand now they say every hand went up, but hick and Loopers didn't. Hick and Looper was kind of like <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that
3: that sealed their fate right there.
1: That those hands shot up. If I'm Trump, I'm by media buy about three four months out from the election in every state that has middle class blue collar workers, and I start running an ad of that question, and that's all I run. I don't have to run anything else. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you run. To, to make the full thirty seconds that you need to make, you run fifteen seconds of that question and then fifteen seconds of we don't want a citizenship question on our uh census because people yeah. will be afraid to answer. I got news for you. The majority of US citizens want right. to know who's here legally and who's not. And right. the I heard a person today on Fox say, it doesn't say citizens, it says persons. You're exactly right. It does say persons. And we want to know who's here legally and who's here not, which is a perfectly good reason to put the question on the census. Right. What it is is they're afraid it that illegal. It used
0: to say slaves. And it can the, say that again if these commies don't get their heads on straight. It used to say okay. what?
1: Slaves. Do, you
0: slaves do you because how many people in your house how many whites how many blacks how many slaves
1: right because yeah. slaves counted as three-fourths of a person right okay. now um, obviously we're not going to be putting that on the census but the, well, the, John point, really
0: the, but the point, point was that slavery is what the daggone Democrats want to do to us again If the government takes over control of our country, we have no more liberty.
1: John Roberts was not wrong in his opinion, remanding it back to the lower court. Here's why he was not wrong, because he's taken a beating over that particular ruling, but he was right to send it back. Remember, the Supreme Court does not hear new evidence. The Supreme Court only has a preponderance of the evidence that it's presented and since the Trump administration gave two different reasons two competing reasons in two different courts to put it on the ballot, they can't hear the case. They have to remand it back to the lower case, have the lower case decide or the lower court decide, and then it come back to the Supremes if they disagree with the opinion, okay? They've dropped it for this particular census um to be honest, I'm just going to tell you, I don't think it hurts anything. I really don't, because a lot of these people aren't going to dare take the census, okay? They're not going to dare mm-hmm. put their names out there. They're not going to put information out They don't want to, because that's the way for the government to track them, and they don't want that. Now, what does yeah. that mean? That means, and this is what the Democrats are worried about, that means that we're going to show population contractions, okay? I'll give you a prime example of where there's a huge population contraction, Memphis,
2: Mm-hmm.
1: the Tennessee state legislature is controlled wholly by Republicans. And if you think for one second that they wouldn't love to bust up Memphis and to turn that into two Republican seats instead of one Republican, one Democrat seat, they would. And if the population is low enough, they can do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, You're going to see population shifts. That's why the Democrats wanted to go to court for the like in the Virginia House of Delegates. The Virginia House of Delegates, which is the lower chamber, is led by Republicans by one. Mm-hmm. Well, they wanted to go to court and get the court to step in and change the change the districts. The court did change the districts. The Republicans challenged it on up and got the ruling that they got. That's gonna help because that will help in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, as you all know did that. California. That's how California was able to push out so many Republicans. Okay, because they went in and changed stuff to try and change and have illegals vote and everything else. To this day, that that particular state is being challenged in court over their votes. And if they get invalidated, if that election gets invalidated and the votes, they find that illegals voted in that election, they're going to have problems, okay? Mm-hmm. And finally, and, and this is probably the biggest win for Republicans that nobody's talking about, and that is Democrats are wanting a nationalized standard of voting. I'm going well, to tell you right now, if that happens, the federal government, does anybody is anybody aware of the uh, Real ID Act?
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, the Real ID Act basically says that everybody by October of 2020 has to be on the Real ID, meaning that it's going to have a little gold star on it. If you have a regular ID, which you can still get the regular IDs, you cannot use them to get on airplanes or enter federal buildings. You can't use them to get in the federal building. You can't use it to get on airplanes. Okay, real IDs are kind of crazy about how they want to do things. But anyway, so let's think about this here for a minute. If we have the Real ID Act, which is federalized, this is a federal standard across all 50 states and seven territories. If they require you to have that particular ID, which they do, then what's to stop them from requiring IDs to go do what? vote and require Mm -hmm. a real ID to do it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, buddy, now you've got a problem. Democrats have a problem. Republicans don't. Democrats do. Mm -hmm. Imagine how that changes the dynamics of elections. Democrats don't realize it, but they're about to step into a shiitake storm by wanting to change all of this. Because Mm -hmm. all I heard at the debate, federalize this, federalize that, take away private health care. And Bernie had his butt handed to him because he kept being asked, will it raise taxes, will it raise taxes, will it raise taxes? Well, yes, it's going to raise taxes, but
2: <clears>
1: you're not going to have to pay for your health care. Uh, my taxes just went up, so I'm going to have to pay for health care. Okay. I was just handed a plate of food, and she goes, I can't make boxed macaroni. You could have made just... <laughs> from scratch macaroni and shown her gratitude and appreciation for all of my hard work. But I got a box of macaroni.
0: Oh well, you'll survive.
1: I will. She does normally make homemade macaroni. I'll, I'll give her that. Today, she's just, she's been working really hard to clean up our room. And, yeah, Sorry. And before any of y'all think I was doing nothing today, I worked and I hung up 10,000 things of clothes, or at least it felt like 10,000 things of clothes. (laughs) Anyway, so, you know, just people need to be mindful as we roll into this election season of what's at stake. And, you know, I hear people, one of the things that just really makes me want to hurl every time I hear it is, everybody should vote. No. No, you shouldn't. If you don't know what the hell you're voting for or against, you don't need to be voting. Okay? And that's just that. I know there's people that disagree with me on that. Well, if you're a citizen, you should be allowed to vote. Well, yeah, you're allowed to vote. That doesn't mean you should exercise that right to vote. Okay? There's so many people... (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to say it. There's so many people that you could get to vote your way with a sausage biscuit and a cup of coffee, it wasn't even funny.
0: That is the truth by George, because they don't Donut. care. Okay?
1: Donut. Listen, there were... There, they don't there's care a, about
0: the issues.
1: There's a, there's a legislator that lives around Nashville. Her name is Sherry I'll Screw Anything Jones. And... <laughs> Oh my
0: gosh! I can't believe you. You are in rare form tonight. She. Well,
1: it's true. I've I've told her that too. I'll tell her again. Um, I was running a campaign against her with a a councilman there in Nashville. I was running against her. Well, I found out one morning that she was going to all the she was going to be going to all the retirement homes, and she takes them to vote, and then afterwards they stop and all have sausage and coffee. So I got on the horn with my (laughs) campaign team, and I'm like, hey, go rent all the vans you can rent from Hertz or wherever, 15-passenger vans, and I want them in the morning by 5 o'clock. So guess what we did? We went to every nursing home, and wearing my candidate's outfit and garb, I went and I picked up, well, several of us picked up as many people as we could. And we're like, hey, we're going to go early vote today. And and we'd like for you to vote for this guy right here. And when you're done voting, we'll stop off at Hardee's and have sausage biscuits and coffee. And so we get around, we get this done. It was about 400 people we carted to the polls that day. Oh, Um, oh yeah, 400 people. and. We we come to find out that nearly all of them voted for our guy. And so I run into Sherry at an event. I was coming up out of the event. Well, no, I'm sorry. I was on the stage. This was for the... No, I'm mixing them up. I'm sorry. I run into her somewhere down at Apollo School. She had showed up at Apollo Middle School. And anyway, <laughs> she's like... Well, I went to take my people to vote, but somebody had already showed up with vans. I said, "Sucks how that works, don't it? <laughs> the gets
3: a worm.
1: so that's when i I mean I already knew that kind of stuff happens, but it's it's done more overtly than than the way it was done by her. I mean, she was very open about it, and so on election day, we had her beat we had her beat in early voting. This is why I'm no fan of early voting. I've never been a fan of early voting. Mm-hmm. Early voting allows you to kind of see where you are, okay? You can you can pull the numbers at the end of each day, and you've got a pretty good idea of where you stand based on who went to vote, okay? And I don't like that because what happened was Sherry realized that on Election Day she was behind. And she was getting her butt kicked in every district. I mean, we were on it. And the next thing I know, about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, the NEA and the TEA hit the ground. And, I mean, they had cars grabbing little old people out of cracks, nooks, crannies, and corners, taking them to vote. And Dwayne did end up losing, but... Boy, that one makes me mad right there. That burns me <laughs> up to this day. But uh, at the end of the day, a lot of vote buying happened in that particular in that particular race, and it happens in every race at every level. I've seen where candidates will, uh, and and you see this a lot in the what we call retail politics, New Hampshire, Iowa. That's what's happening on both sides of the aisle when you're up there uh what they call ground pounding and you're doing the retail presidential politics, you show up at a waffle place or a pancake place a in Iowa or New Hampshire and you buy everybody's breakfast and you talk about your your platform or if somebody gets fifteen, twenty of their neighbors together at one house, you go there and that's that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um and the reason that the caucuses in Iowa are the way they are is that you can basically buy people's vote as they walk in the door. <laughs> we call it the hawkeye caucus because it's a bunch of <laughs> Uh Because literally you can go in there, and that's how Hillary, if you noticed, Hillary would win all the caucuses and lose the primaries. That's because you can pack a caucus to do whatever you want it to do. It's just like these straw polls you see. I can... <laughs> hey... I got a free coffee here if you'll put a straw pole in for my guy.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, so I've been on a roll here. So, what do you all think about the debate?
3: It was hard to sit through, especially after I had to watch NBC to do it. Um, I I lost interest and started playing a computer game. <laughs> I was listening, but, you know, I, I just I thought it was abominable. You know, uh, I just, how anybody could stand up there and say that they prefer illegal aliens over American citizens, I think it's treason. I mean, you took an oath, didn't you, to protect this country and the Constitution? And you're pandering to illegal illegal immigrants. So I, I... Well,
0: treason does involve foreigners, so they better watch their step. That's all I got to say because I'm gonna tell you something. They're pushing hard. They're pushing like it's... I have never ever in my lifetime seen them push. Oh, and I they're know. going to end up wishing that they didn't because if they push this country into a war. They're going to end up having all these people on their side of the, of the political aisle looking for their safe space. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just a fact.
2: Well, I, you no, know,
0: it, it, we all know how it is. They've got Antifa, so big deal. we got 70 yeah. million Americans that own guns. I don't think yeah. there's too much to worry about. With the Democrats, because if they continue on with the mantra that they are putting out there, I guarantee you that 99.9% of the American public is going to say, we don't think so.
3: Yeah. And, and I
0: can't speak for anybody else but I'm going to tell you something I'm tired of listening to MSNBC's bullcrap. I'm tired of listening to CNN's bullcrap. and you're not going to like this but I'm tired of listening to Fox's bullcrap because not a one of them all they care about is promoting the election and the people that are running and what I care about is talking about what the American citizens want in this country and what we want is for them to follow the constitution and every one of those Democrats on, the, on that aisle that raised their hand like they did are not following the Constitution. The fact that Obamacare is passed, it was designated unconstitutional. The, they have no business making law on marriage. Anything that's a social situation, a social type of, uh, type of issue belongs to the states. It always has, and it needs to go back to that, including education. Now, that's a fact. This is the way the Constitution was written. People need to get back to their enumerated powers. And I keep trying on Twitter to shove that in these Democrats' faces, and they just, they're just they oblivious to it. They could care less.
3: You can't talk so they're well. on a
0: mission, and we're going to have to pick our mission and go after it here pretty soon. That's all i got to say, because I'm telling you, they're not going to stop.
1: Okay, Barbara, you're up.
3: Um yeah, it. Got what I was going to say. What? Um, what was I talking about?
1: With you, who knows? Could be Mark Harmon. Could be Scott Bakula. Could be.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, you were talking
0: I, I, about uh, them being treasonous. Oh yeah. Well, they.
3: I think they are. I mean, you know, because it, I, okay. you look at. Look at Portland, Oregon. Is what's happening out there? My God, look at California. I mean, they're just run amok. You know, it's, why can't President Trump step in to Portland, Oregon, or can't he do that because it's not a federal issue?
1: He would have to federalize the guard to do that.
3: Oh, you mean you mean martial law?
1: Yes.
0: I've got friends who are, who are wanting New York and California to secede. I wish they would. done with them. Let them go out of their own countries and run them any way they damn well see fit. But they're not getting any more of our money. You know, and, and, and that's another thing. I think I've brought this up before on these calls. If the American public stood up and said, I'm not paying any more taxes, you don't like it? Come see me. I'll be happy to sit down and explain to you why.
3: they yeah, have think I have enough agents to do that.
0: And if enough Americans stood up and said, I will not pay another dime in taxes until you get back to the Constitution and the way it was written and, and, and operating as a federal government the way it was supposed to operate from the beginning, when, it, when and if the American public ever have the backbone to stand up and do that, they don't have a choice but to listen. Because it's our money that they're spending in the billions.
3: Well, they're wasting our money now. They're wasting our money now by subpoenaing Ronald Muller. We're going to pay for that. He's going to testify before two committees. And this is the biggest mistake the Democrats have made. Because it's going to backfire on them badly. They're going to get to know karma because it's coming in spades because there are Republicans on that committee and they will be asking questions of Robert Mueller and it won't be softball questions. Hi, how are you? How's the weather? No, they're going to want to know how this started. When did you know that there was no collusion? You know, and he's going to have to answer it unless he pleads a fifth. This was a big mistake on their part and you know it i i agree with rush and you know nancy pelosi is not speaker of the house she's in name only she's not running anything
0: she's, she's happy with her once once a week or once every other days you know her little speech she gets to make that doesn't make any coherent sense
3: no no She's relying on uh, her little child activist there, and Omar and Rashida, and they come out and make these comments, and nothing's ever done. If a Republican had ever come out and said that these are concentration camps and they're run like Nazis, and the border patrol agents are making these immigrants drink out of toilets, he'd be expelled in a millisecond.
1: Yeah, there'd be issues for sure.
0: They should have oh, yeah. been, been expelled, but Congress doesn't have a backbone to do it. Maxine Waters should have been gone a long time ago with the kind of crap she's pulled.
1: These well people here, don't
0: deserve the positions that they're in or the salary that they're generating, period. Here's
1: the, here's the issue behind it. Okay, first of all, Steny Hoyer and company is very quite content to allow... Cortez and Omar and the rest of them to go out there and do what they do, okay? And here's why they're okay with it, because it creates a news narrative. And then what can these congressmen go back and do? These congressmen go back to their Democrat districts, and they're like, look, yeah, we've got a couple of wild child, but that's not me, and and I'm more to the right of that, and I'm blah, 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 blah. So they're okay to let that happen, because that helps protect some of your more blue dog democrats that could be picked off by Republicans. Now having said that, Ocasio Cortez is no I don't, thank you. Is one of the ones I wanted to come back to this wonderful evening. And t- so, you stepped in it. Uh, yeah, she So you know what she's pretty,
0: this is a slippery slope, like saying well, a fornication? No, that's not a sin.
1: Well, the federal that's government. What we're doing
0: with this? That's what you're doing. You're kind of saying, well, politically, we need to do this and that and the other, and it's a strategy and blah. blah. You know what? Whatever happened to get have an honest to goodness elections? Well, Being first of all, that's. I didn't. This the th- we're dealing with.
1: <laughs> I didn't say it was right. What I said was that's what they're doing. Okay. And, you know, they've made a political calculation based on that, and they're going to see. Now, having said that, both Omar and AOC are, go- are both going to probably be one-termers, okay? So that's a positive. Now, having said that, AOC come out of a detention facility yesterday and made the comment that, and I quote, Women are being forced to drink water out of toilets, end quote. Can anybody summon up a cough, one of those good old BS coughs, and just call that what that is? First of all, even if they were, there's no way in the world that the Border Patrol would allow that to happen while a congressional delegation was there. But here's something that a lot of people aren't talking about. There was a group of pastors from California, pro-immigration pastors too, by the way, that also got to tour this exact same facility. And when they come out of the facility, they had a very different take on what was seen. They said that, yes, conditions are crowded, which are to be expected, but that all of them were clean, all of them had water, all of the, you know, blah, blah, blah. Why would pro-immigration people have a reason to say that? And why is it that Democrats, the only thing I've seen of their little tour was them at a podium bashing the Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. That's all I saw.
3: Oh, yeah. If, they, they if,
1: if these conditions were so terrible and torrid and the things that they claimed that they were, then why, wasn't, why didn't they use their power as congressmen to get on the phone to the White House and say, look, you need to send somebody from the Justice Department down here, or you need to send the chief of the Border Patrol, or you need to do something? Why is it that they go in front of a camera and start talking about, oh, they saw this, or oh, they saw that, these are deplorable? Well, guess what? This has been a problem since George W. Bush. Mm -hmm. These detention facilities have been overcrowded since George W. Bush. This is not anything new. And I got news for you. Obama had the exact same detention facilities. As a matter of fact, he put them in cages. Yep. So anybody wants to flim-flam about this, why is it that in the past two months, when it wasn't polling well for you, it's all of a sudden become an issue? And now President Trump should have already dealt with this issue. Well, here's how you deal with the issue. Number one, you shut down the border. Mm-hmm. You build the damn wall, which they are doing, and part of that $4.6 billion is going to go there too, which is what's really got the Democrats fried up. Okay? Mm-hmm. Number two, after you shut down the border, you go through the detention facilities. You bring a bunch of immigration judges. You park their ass on a bench right outside the door. And you start having a conversation about should you be here, should you not. And outside of that door is a barred windowed Greyhound bus. <coughs> if you're granted asylum, then you're taking out the right door and given what you need to do to get started. If you're not, you're taking out the left door. You're put on that bus, and every time one gets full, it pulls out, goes down to Mexico, You turn them loose to the Mexican authorities and say, if I catch any of these individuals here, then we got problems, and there's going to be a tariff on something of yours. Mm -hmm. Okay? And this is how you do it. You let those in that truly need to be in and those that don't, instead of releasing them and telling them to come back two years later, you deal with it right then, right there. Okay? Yep. You make this quick. Okay, I keep hearing about they deserve representation and they need lawyers and they need this and they need that. No. You get up here, you state your case. You have some proof to state your case. If you have no proof, sign naras. And that's the way it goes. You put them and any kids that came with them back on a bus and you send them on their way. But here's what the, that's that's the ideal situation. That's what should be happening. They should run the courts at these detention facilities like New York City runs their courts, 24 hours Mm -hmm. a day, seven days a week, and you start running them, okay? And this backlog would be gone. Give an incentive Mm -hmm. to people to make this go away, and it'll go away. Now, having said all that, here's what's actually going to happen. They're going to catch. They're going to release. They're going to be told to come back. They're not going to come back. Congress is going to go in there, and they're going to come up with some kind of, quote, bipartisan, end quote, bill that grants amnesty to the DACA people and to everybody that's already here, just like happened in 1987. And they're going to send it to President Trump, and he's going to veto it. And then, once he vetoes it, what's going to happen is two-thirds of the House of Representatives is going to vote for it two-thirds of the Senate is going to vote for it, and it's going to become the law of the land, and that's the way it is. That is exactly what's going to happen. No Talk amnesty.
0: No amnesty. They pass amnesty, and i got news for you. They're going to wind up going to war because the country was promised it wasn't going to happen again under Reagan. Did it, well, it not? Didn't
1: happen. It didn't happen again under Reagan. we were several presidents past Reagan.
0: Uh, the, okay, no, it wasn't going to happen again, period. That they were going to fix the immigration process. They have not. It is time. They need to fix it. And 100? here's how you fix it. You don't take them down to Mexico. You put them on a plane, which is a heck of a lot cheaper than trying to bus them down to Mexico. You take them over there, and how many people fit on a plane? A couple hundred? Two or three hundred at a time? And you ship them back to their country. Take them to their... Forget Mexico, fly them home. And then we won't have this problem.
1: Ninety percent of
0: the asylum cases are being turned down. That ought to tell everybody in this country something.
1: Well I know and I different. have
0: personally witnessed, I have seen it on video. Because Ben Berquan, who is a radio broadcaster in the state of California, has Frontline America. And he has been on the Mexico border, and he has seen them jump over the walls, and he has seen the Lawyers Guild from the state of California in Mexico telling them what to say. They don't know about asylum. They, could, they, they are clueless about what it even is once they get here, because they don't, most of them don't even understand English. But they try uh-huh. to tell them... The Lawyers Guild is down there telling them what to do, advising them what to do
1: to get we in. We know that. We know that. Well, why it, are they not this, being prosecuted? This, for are going this south is, of our border into another
0: country and providing legal advice.
1: Well, because they're not providing legal advice within the confines of the United States. So the United States can't. It would have to be Mexico that go after them. They're not breaking the law yeah. in the United States because they're not in the United States. But that's that's not the point, okay? Yes, I agree yeah. that that we need to deport the individuals that are here illegally. But on the flip side of that, we all know, all of us on this call, all of us listening know that that's not going to happen. It's just it's not. It, you be may done see, it, um... it will not be done, okay? There's not the there is such a narrative right now that Congress doesn't feel the pressure to do it, and they're not. They're not going to do it. This is going to stay an issue until the midterms, or until 2020, unless unless this starts to look bad for Democrats. And then Democrats are going to try and ram something through. There's enough Republicans that will side with them to give them the two-thirds that they need to push it through. Because I'm going to tell you, a lot of Republicans and a lot of Democrats on both, you know, both sides in both chambers want to see immigration issue go away. Okay, and well, the way to make DACA, it go away.
3: But, but DACA isn't, isn't isn't giving amnesty isn't
0: making it go away.
3: I hate to but beg DACA, to differ. DACA well, isn't even legal because Obama wrote an executive order. Correct.
1: He it's not it it's it's not it's not legal, correct. And the Supremes have agreed to pick that up in October when they come back. And we'll see what they do. my inclination is they're gonna say, Yeah, it was illegal but there's gonna be a yeah it was illegal but in there. So Excuse me. they will they
0: can't do that because it's unconstitutional. Their, their job is to follow the Constitution, not say, oh, yeah, it was illegal, but we're going to let it pass. No, 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 he's, he's And they're not doing it. their job.
1: Well, first of all, I'm, I'm well I'm aware of You've got
0: to start holding these people to account, and if we don't, we are going to lose the country. Period.
1: And um. as I, as I say, and I'll say again, if you want to hold people to account, then you educate those around you, get them to the polls and have them vote your way. That's how you hold people to account. Refusing well, to pay your well, taxes. That may be
0: your good. That's not mine.
1: Did you well, did you
0: listen to Russ?
1: It just so happens that my way works. You, I've been doing you it for almost Russia? twenty years. Do
0: you think the federal government's working?
1: No, like, I didn't I say the I I didn't working. say the federal government is working. What I said was my way works. Okay? My way of getting people to the polls and getting people like-minded to go vote, that's how you affect the difference. You don't affect the difference. And, and, and here's the deal, okay? And this is for everybody. I want everybody to listen to this, okay? Because, yes, we were told by Thomas Jefferson that a little revolution is a good thing. If you refuse to pay your taxes, you're going to jail. End of discussion. That's just the way it is. The federal government will seize your assets because of oh, jail:
0: um,
1: Well, not everybody's going to quit paying their taxes, and, and yes, they will start to go after people. And when they do, other people are going to say, "Oh shoot, I should pay my taxes," And they're going to start paying their taxes. OK? And then this whole revolution business, OK? if a group of individuals, let's say, let, let's say in the South, because the South is where a lot of this permeates. In the South, we decide, okay, it's time to rise up and take arms against our government, okay? And they may very well. But here's the problem that you're going to run into because the President of the United States, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and the majority of the military have taken an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against enemies foreign and domestic. If you pick up a weapon against the federal government without a valid cause, and because we're being overrun by illegals, is not going to be considered a valid cause by the courts, you're fighting your government, and you're now officially guilty of treason as it's defined in the Constitution.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So how do you you propose? And listen, if it came down to fighting my country to preserve my country, that's what I would do. (coughs) But I'm simply saying is that if you're going to fight this, you have to fight it at the ballot box. That's how you begin to fight this. And you, and yes, you're not going to solve this problem in one election cycle. we are not going to do it. Okay? We had an election cycle in 2016 that was very positive, that went the way we needed it to go. And then in 2018, what happened? 2018, there was a diametric shift. Why did we have a diametric shift? Okay, so there's number one. Now we're back to 2020. In 2020, I'm just going to tell you, President Trump is going to win re-election. Republicans will retake the House. They're going to do that. Okay, those are the two things that will happen. Okay? And they're not going to get the Senate. They keep squawking about trying to flip the Senate. There ain't no way in hell they're flipping the Senate. But uh, so now we're now beginning to move in the right direction again then you start to pick off one by one people that are anti-American and you have to go after them and you have to show the people in their districts if you want to change you've got to convince people here's why they're anti-American here's why they're not good for you you educate people education is the underlying thing to all of it to elections, to voting, to everything you do education is the underlying part and I'm not talking about going and sitting in the school I'm talking about educating people on what's important because I'm going to tell you Outside of political hacks like me and a couple of you on here, most Americans don't think about this stuff every day. They just don't. Okay? They're not concerned about immigration problems. You know why? Because a lot of people on the interior of the country don't realize how affected they are by it. So it's not an everyday Mm -hmm. topic for them. Is it an everyday topic on border states? Yes, because they're on border states. Mm -hmm. Is it some states beside the border states? Yes. Because they're getting influxes, but most people have come to accept it as a way of life. Oh, hey, they're doing jobs I don't want to do, so have at it. Okay, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna lay an example out. I'm, I'm gonna lay an example out for you. Okay. Think they're gonna solve
0: the Muslim issue at the, at the ballot box too?
1: Yes, you can solve the ba- Muslim issue at the ballot box. Most certainly can.
0: Well, we'll mm-hmm. see, won't we?
1: Okay, this is why. I, you know, they you should would put think, it on
3: the ballot. No, they should would think, on the
1: ballot. In in all of my years in politics, I'd probably learn something. And one of the things is is that when you have Omar, uh, I'm going to come back to Omar. Let me finish my thought. So, <clears throat> here in this area, Tyson is a very big deal. Tyson Chicken. All around the area are chicken plants. Okay. Now, there happens to be some individuals I know they are legal uh of Hispanic descent they were um uh either born here of illegal folk or or come here in some way and became legal however it is um but every so often several of them and and my son went on one of these little excursions so i i'm gonna i'm gonna tell this uh because I think people need to understand it. And their job is to grab chickens, four and five at a time in each hand, and go put them in these cages to be sent off to the various chicken plants to either be turned into dog food, cat food, or human food. And so my son decided, hey, it's a hundred bucks for a few hours worth of work, I want to go try it out. I'm like, well, go on. Just know you're going to be the only whitey there. So... He goes, and and just kind of a funny aside, the guy that was paying all of them to do the work looked at Malachi and asked him where his tan was. They didn't have a tan. And so Malachi goes in to do this job. He lasts at this job approximately two minutes. Uh Because he said that there was so much dust, so many feathers, he could barely breathe. And so he went out and he sat in the car while they went and finished this job. Now, they went in, they did this job, a few hours worth of work, they got paid 100 bucks, cash money there at the table. How many of us, realistically, right here, right now, would go in a chicken house, try to scoop up five damn chickens in each hand and go throw them in a, in a cage just to go back and try and do it again? Wow. Okay? Not me. And... I just I want people to think about that yes if if I had to feed my family and that's the only way to feed my family, I'm going to grab five chickens by the damn legs and off they go, okay, but a okay. it's not a job that I want to do, it's not a job on my list of things i would I would do if dot 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 that is the if I had no other choice and no other job to feed my family, I'm going to go do. But yet these guys every week load up, no questions, no bitching, no complaining, and they go do this job, okay? They go scoop uh, they go scoop up dead chickens from chicken houses. They clean up the poop. They feed the chickens. They water the chickens. They do jobs that none of us really and truly want to do, okay? Now, yeah, again, I've heard I'm this
0: song and dance before.
1: There is no song and dance. It's a fact. Now, I'm not saying it's right. And I'm not, listen, I'm not condoning illegals.
0: Modern day slavery.
1: I'm not condoning illegals. You know what? They made more money in three hours. They made more money in three hours than I make. Yeah. They worked for maximum four hours, and they make 100 bucks. That's $25 an hour. That's not slavery in my book. But it's not something that I would want to do. That's my, if I had no other choice and I'm starving, my family's starving, I'm going to pick up the damn chickens. Same with going out there and picking tomatoes and doing the the various chores. I'm not saying, listen, I'm not defending illegals. I'm simply saying that there are a group of individuals that come in here to do agricultural work that you and I truly don't want to do. Okay? Okay. We don't want to do it. And I'm not, again, I'm not condoning illegals. I'm just simply saying that there's a group, there, there is a subset of work out there that they don't care to do, and so there's a market for them. If you take away the market for them, then they're not here. If you take away the incentive, they're not here. If you take away the access, they're not here. My point is we're giving them a reason to be here. Okay? Okay? I have watched, uh, one of the most amazing things that I watched one time was they were in a lettuce field, some individuals were in a lettuce field, and they were plucking lettuce. And all I can say is, holy hell, at how fast they were plucking that lettuce. I couldn't do it. Mm
2: -hmm. I mean,
1: they were cutting the lettuce off the things, popping the couple of leaves off, tossing them in these crates, filling up these big tractor trailers, the big reefers, with this lettuce to go to this facility to be processed, cleaned, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I guess all I'm saying is is that the one thing I did not see out there, I didn't see any white folk out there. You know what else I didn't see out there? I didn't see any brothers out there. I didn't see any sisters out there. I didn't see any Native Americans out there. You know what I saw out there? Hispanics. Okay? So we're providing a reason for people to come here. Now, yes, there's a legal way for agricultural workers to come here. I'm not disputing that at all. I'm just simply saying that if we as a nation didn't give incentive for people to come here, they wouldn't be coming here. If they didn't know that they couldn't, if they knew they weren't going to get three hots in a cot, they wouldn't be coming here.
0: That's not all they're promised. i got news for you.
1: I'm aware that that's I'm aware that well, that's not that's all Well, that's where
0: different. the problem is. You, you, it's not the problem isn't bringing in workers. The problem is dealing with the daggone Democrats that are going down and people like George Soros that are running ads down in Central America telling them that they can come here, they can, they can find a job if they want to, or they can live off the government if they want to and get free all they want. Because I know a bunch of people that I, my cousin is leaving California because her next-door neighbor doing exactly that. It's six or eight different people living in the same house, all of which are getting food stamps and welfare and none of the work.
1: Well, for the record, it's illegal for any illegal to receive <laughs> federal benefits, which is food stamps. I, I'm country. not
0: in California. It's not.
1: It's not. It's a federal listen. It's a federal block grant. It is a federal program. If the feds decided they wanted to push it, California,
0: no, I beg to differ. Food stamps run by the state.
1: Oh. It may be uh, a federal program, but well,
0: the states are the yeah. ones it's, who run it. It's, time for, you,
1: it's for it time for some no, education. It's time
0: for some education. Time for some education.
1: Hang you're on. Wrong. Hang on. It's time for education. I believe in educating on this program, so that's what we're going to do. The food stamp program is run solely, listen very carefully here, by the Department of Agriculture. The SNAP benefits, as they are referred to, are authorized in a little bill called the Farm Bill. That's why the Farm Bill is always such a big damn deal, because they've attached the food stamp program to it. Okay, The federal government, Department of Agriculture, gives to the states block grants that they allow the Department of Human Services to disseminate at the end of each fiscal year which by the way for the feds ends on September the 30th they have to turn in who all they gave these benefits to now if they are reporting that they're all Ill, all legal because to receive a federal dollar and that money is federal dollars they have to be legal Illegal citizens or illegal individuals cannot receive federal money. Even if the state oversees the program, it's still a federal dollar. So somebody oh, so they can't in California, either, huh? hell no, they can't. They are not supposed to get benefits. It is the federal law. It is state law in almost all states that federal money cannot go feds. The feds say this, okay? This comes down from the feds. This has been the case since before President Bush. This has been the case since Obama. This has been the case since Trump. Federal dollars cannot go to illegals. It is against the law. Now, here's here's how states get around it. Listen, I'm going to tell you how states are getting around this. When states are reporting this, when they are providing benefits in these local offices, they are not requesting citizenship documentation. Okay, so that's why.
0: That's it.
1: That's when the feds audited. When the feds audited the food stamp program in 2014, they found that in the state of California, the same social security number was being used over 6,000 times yep. to receive benefits in multiple multiple states.
3: Thank God.
1: So, yes, people know that this goes on, and to be honest, and and I know this is going to sound really bad, And when I asked this question, uh, this was the answer I was given, okay? And that is that the food stamp program, the fraud that goes on in it is a drop in the bucket in the overall program, (laughs) and so they choose not to say or do anything. Now, some states are beginning to crack down. Okay, they are beginning to crack down, especially Muslims, because the Muslims are using this program to basically get cash they're They're taking the food stamp program they're charging you x number of dollars in food stamps, giving you x number of dollars in cash back, and then they get paid back the full amount that they charge you in the food stamps so for example, if you want a hundred dollars in food stamps, they charge you or a hundred dollars in cash, they charge you two hundred dollars in groceries. And then give you a hundred in cash, and you go out and on your way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And now they are starting to really come down on that. As a matter of fact, fifteen or twenty different businesses across the state of Tennessee and Arkansas have been shut down for that very reason. So but I don't think.
3: I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Well, I'm just simply saying there's not. I'm not saying that's the perfect answer. I'm just simply saying that we as a country are providing an avenue for people to come here. If we did not provide the avenue, they wouldn't be coming. And that's as simple as that. If we didn't provide, listen, if you want to go after people, go after the employers. I've told people this since day one. Go after the Social Security numbers of the employers. They will quit this crap. Okay, if they know, it's like Tyson, for example. Well, let's not use Tyson because they're huge. Let's use a small company. Um, Petrie Farms. If Petrie Farms knows that they get raided and they're found to have 15 illegals there, they're going to be charged $10,000 per illegal to their business. Well, they just shut down the following day, wait a couple of days, rebrand, they're back as a new business. Because it's a new business and that new business has had no violations, there's nothing the government can do. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But if you attach the violation to the owner's Social Security number and to the board of directors' Social Security numbers and to the stakeholders' Social Security numbers, guess what? You would not be hiring any illegals. Simple as that. Okay? You have to make it.
0: Corporations don't have to use their personal Social Security numbers. That's just it. They They give them an EIN.
1: Well, let me just go ahead and tell you that, too. Because the people that create that EIN and that corporation do, in fact, have to use their Social Security numbers, most certainly. You apply for an EIN. Your Social Security number is going on there, okay? Right. And then you're, right. And then how many when you times
0: do they go back and check it.
1: And then when you file for your articles of incorporation, yeah. Every, every board member must have their name and their social on that bad boy.
0: I've done it. I know.
1: And it's there. Well, then, then you know that it's there. And as long as you're a director, you're on there. If it changes, you're required to update it with the IRS, and they do check it every year with corporations, every 3 years with nonprofits, and every 5 or excuse me, every 3 years with 501c4s and every 5 years for 501c3s. Okay? And the deal is is that if you start going after them, then you stop this problem. Then they're going to take the time and go through the green card process to bring people in to do the jobs. They'll be here for a limited number of time and then that person is responsible for making sure they leave the country. If not, you hold them liable. When you start to do those things, and those are common sense things, then you solve the overall problem. Because I'm going to tell you something, and I've said this many times on this program, I don't fault anybody for trying to create a better life for themselves. I don't.
0: Well, I don't even until they start coming into this country and start killing our women and children. And that's happened. I just posted a, a flipping poster board of all the women and children that have been killed by illegals.
1: Okay. That doesn't include the
0: men that have been killed.
1: Did you post a poster board of all of the U.S. citizens that have been killed by U.S. citizens in the same time frame? I didn't think so. I'm not
0: saying- the U.S. citizen is a U.S. citizen and they have to abide by our laws. The people that are here illegally have no business being here and have broken our laws the minute they step foot in our country. And yet they killed somebody. So there's a problem well, with that. We've got enough problem. Like you just said, did you do a poster board or the other? No, because there's enough of them too. Well we can't get that under
2: control. Let's just double it and bring in all the damn illegals. I'm I didn't say
0: that. I don't know about any of you, but I've had it. I've Listen. had it. Can with I our non-existent federal government doing anything that amounts to anything other than what Trump's done in the last two years, honest to goodness, what have they done but spend more money? Can I say something, please? Thank please you. do. I, I, please do. I'm done.
3: <laughs> between this country pays between a hundred and fifty. And $300 billion to take care of illegal immigrants. They're in a detention center. They get free clothes. They get free housing. They get free education. And they do get free health care. All on the taxpayers' back. Well, this has you know. got to stop. You know, if, if – but you see, the candidates are right. If we have a problem housing these people, then why doesn't AOC and Omar get off their down butt and do something about it? Stop passing bills that restrict the powers of the president so he can protect this country. That's all that bill was about. They wanted to restrict his powers.
1: No, they wanted to restrict but, what he could do with the money because they didn't want any of well, the money going towards the wall. Well,
3: guess what? It is.
1: I know it is. They know it so, is.
3: You know, and, and this little squirt,
2: old quartet,
3: she went down to the border, she harassed, she disrupted, she was rude. To the border agent, and then came out and stood at that podium and still lied. Well, guess what, little girl? they got it on tape.
1: Well, they're they're trying to get permission to release that. And I hope they do. When they when they release it, then you know she's going to have she's going to have some issues. All right, so it's that point in time in the program where we go around and I give everybody a chance to bring up a topic that we may not have discussed that you all want to discuss or thoughts on. And so I will start with Chairwoman. Okay, it's very unusual that she doesn't want to bring a topic up. Okay. If you're talking, you're muted. Uh Maybe she hung up, and I just don't know. If she hung up. Let me update my list here. Mark, <laughs> you got a topic? Yeah. Mark, no, she didn't hang up. No,
4: topic. Just a few. I'm here. Okay. Not really a comment, just a uh, um, topic, just a few comments. Um, one, I would like to uh, send my condolences to the um, the people who died of alcohol poisoning playing the Democratic debate drinking game. Uh, for y'all who don't know, every time the word free was said, these poor people had to do a shot. And apparently there were at least 500 people who died. Oh, what? Wow. <laughs> also, also, um, alcohol-
1: well, now, now, hang on a minute. Hold on a second. Well. okay. Because when that, when that happens here, we have the perfect alcohol song that we like to play in memorandum of those people. So if you will give me just a second, I will, I will, well. we will pay, well, hang on. We will pay homage to the drunk people that died. Give me just a moment. Yep. Yeah because here we like to do it right. Everybody stand by as we pay homage.
2: Lightning.
1: There you go. All right.
3: It was. It was also a Bernie. It was a Bernie Sanders uh, drinking game too. That every time he said "free," that you would drink somebody else's beer. <laughs> well,
2: at the end of
4: the night. <laughs> <laughs> also, I would like to um, give a shout out to. Um, Cortez, a uh, AOC, who was nominated <laughs> by a Holocaust survivor, and was this Holocaust yeah. survivor said that, that AOC should uh, win the Nobel Prize for stupidity, which I believe that she should. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> along with Bernie, actually, I think Bernie should win it for uh, stupid economics. <laughs> actually, <laughs> we should get together. We should come up with a list of people to. We have the Nobel prizes, and we should. Have our own Nobel stupid prizes, and there's a whole host of candidates we can gonna, have for that. I'm so
2: stupid
4: is a stupid doer. <laughs> just plain
2: stupid. Stupid is stupid, doesn't it, Blue? Stupid is stupid,
1: oh. does
4: sir? Okay. <laughs> when it comes to the carbon, the uh, the Nike controversy. Uh, it's been a while since I bought a pair of Nike shoes or any kind of Nike apparel. Uh, I usually go with uh, New Balance, which are American-made, even though some of it may be right. outsourced at this point. And they're much—they're much better quality shoe, by the way. And as far as the apparel is concerned, as far as all of it's concerned, they all have a problem with deciding. We're going to go by these um, social causes. Well, remember what Michael Jordan said. He didn't criticize Republicans. He right. never he went said, against Republicans. said Republicans
1: buy Republicans shoes, too. Because
4: <laughs> they buy shoes, too. Right.
1: <laughs> people, people can I'm, learn I'm, some lessons from Mike.
4: And you know Mike's a hardcore Democrat. Uh, yeah, he he play, yeah, he Yeah. So... If we were, if they were smart, they wouldn't be trying to divide their customers for a third-string quarterback who can't get a sitting gig. Yeah. Well, enough. well, you know, he sued. He sued the NFL
3: and lose.
1: <laughs> you know you're you know <laughs> you're a real loser when you sue the NFL and lose.
3: Yeah. Really. <laughs> right. I'd like.
4: I still, well, can
3: I still
4: you imagine, want to know how he was Let's look at where Ka- Ka- Colin Kaepernick was adopted by a white family. He had white privilege, as much white privilege as he can have had. If it wasn't for the fact that he was adopted by a family like he was adopted by, he wouldn't have been able to get in the NFL at all, more than likely. Well, you, I- you hear of... Uh, You hear of the rare cases. You hear of the cases where a sports celebrity comes out of the hood or comes out of a rural downtrodden area. But it doesn't happen as much as you think it does. Because those people who do that, they need to be pushed. They They need the special attention. They need the special coaching, the special training. And all the things that are provided by most that have been provided to for most NFL or any pro athlete. So where would Colin Kaepernick be if he wasn't adopted by that family? My guess would probably be in jail. Yeah, probably.
1: Well, that, that was rough.
4: Thank yeah.
1: you. I tried. <laughs> I mean, even I wouldn't have said that one. No.
4: I
3: would have said he was wearing a hoodie, but...
1: All right. Barbara, is there a topic you wanted to discuss that we haven't discussed?
3: Yes, I'd like to give a shout-out to our great President Trump for making history on Sunday and crossing over the DMZ to greet him, General. Never okay. before has a sitting president done that. I know the pundits on the liberal media... Were saying, Well wait a minute now, wait a minute, Bill Clinton was there, Jimmy Carter was there. But that, not uh, as sitting yeah, president. They were not in office at the time. Right. So.
1: Well their problem is listen, had had President had President Obama done the exact same thing, it would have been history. You know, like oh, yeah. when he you know, when he sent all the people down to Cuba, they were falling over themselves about uh, Yeah.
3: Where was the media there?
1: So well this this isn't about sadly this is not about President Trump. This is about this is about their hatred of America. And as as much as as I you know, believe in a free press, I think this particular press as we know it today is corrupted to the core. And mm-hmm. if they truly were reporting on the nation's interest, they would be supportive of the President, call him out when he's wrong, but support him when he's right. Now, mm-hmm. an area where I'm kind of torn with the President is this whole business on July the fourth, because i yeah. do I do kind of agree that that what what they've got planned with the tanks and the whatnot, and I'm okay with a few of them because there's only been four. By the way, there's only four tanks. Uh, to hear oh, the media okay. tell it, every tank in the U.S. arsenal is going to be there, but <laughs> uh, it's four. It's four tanks that were brought up Anybody from Fort Stewart.
3: I'm going to be stationary.
1: Yes, but one thing that the, they again they don't talk about is that the <laughs> the president reviews the the military. Uh, re- reviews the military equipment and and various
2: right.
1: various things when they take office, and right. it really it really gets my goat that they feel like that they can badmouth him over this. You know, I, yeah, if he had missiles on on the backs of the tanks, running them down Pennsylvania Avenue with troops, you know, marching by, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, i got an issue with that. But listen, everybody's kind of fascinated with military equipment, and they, you know, people like to see it. I've seen it out at different holidays and events, and people can, you know, go check them out. They take out all the classified crap, and people can go check them out. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a PR move. I think it's a good PR move Mm -hmm. uh, where I think that he needs to be careful, and, and I actually agree with the press on this, is he doesn't need to turn the event into a political rally. Yeah. Okay. And
2: yeah.
1: They need the to speech. they need to they they really do need to be mindful of that and and the president's done a pretty good job uh in the past of balancing that. Um so I think he'll do a good job.
3: Well, you know he's Don't patriotic. Loves this country.
1: Yeah, and, he, he's a pretty you know, patriotic fella. You can tell. We
3: we should we should be uh, shouting hooray to this country. I agree. You know we should we should be proud. You know every time we hear the national anthem, you know we should be proud every time we see the flag. I understand the Blue Angels are going to be uh performing, never Thursday. heard of him. Never heard of him. Okay.
4: Nope. My concern with my concern with Washington being the, the the number of of gangs and the violence that's in uh, Washington D.C. I'm worried that Marion Barry's um, crack dealer is going to get a hold of a <laughs> tank or some RPGs and try to take the White House. You know
1: what? I, I would. I, I think I would. In, I would enjoy watching the Secret Service crush that. I I would have so yeah, no much fun funny. with that. I want to
4: Would would? Do you think they let them get to the fence uh, in uh at six hundred Pennsylvania Avenue before launching the RPGs, or would you go down? Wait till they're down the street.
1: Oh, I I, think, the they, I think they I think they I think they let them roll on through. I let think they're like, threatened. hey, y'all, y'all want to talk about our equipment here? Let me let me show you how this works.
4: <laughs> let, them, let them get on the lawn itself after they they run the fence down. Right. And we'll see how how well the uh the roof uh, missiles are.
1: Yeah. Well, they they let them get in the road because see, here's the thing: in front of the White House, it becomes a real pain in the butt on who has jurisdiction over what. So the Secret Service would want to take him out on either the sidewalk or the yard or they would let him actually get to the house because if they actually get to the house, then the Marines take over. And the Marines are going to be extremely pissed off because then they're going to have to mess up their dress blues. Yeah. And so then they're going to be in there polishing them all night because you're not allowed to be in the White House without your dress uniform on. You're thinking along the lines
3: of that movie. You're thinking along the lines of that movie Olympus has fallen.
1: Well, yes, I, I mean I do I, I did mention that movie or I did have that movie kind of in mind. But and we haven't on the
3: roof. Are there missiles are? on the roof? Are there missiles on the roof? Um That's
1: classic. Well,
3: well,
1: one one <laughs> would think that there's some protective stuff on the roof.
3: You can't tell me. Okay,
1: I got
4: Actually, there's a host of um.
1: Listen, of, um, that that movie, that movie, Olympus Has Fallen or White House Down. None of those would actually happen. Neither of those. That they would, they would a blow that house up first. And secondly, the defenses—the defenses in and around that house. Yeah, you—you you ain't getting it. We would. Just, we would destroy it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they—they they like, would. Uh,
4: like 24, like seventh, sixth or seventh season when they took the White House.
1: Yeah. Twenty-four. What movie is that? I don't remember that show.
4: <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jack.
1: You remember
3: uh, or 7?
1: Yeah, okay. Oh, where? Well, Amanda and I have been watching it uh, because she'd never heard of it. And so uh, that's one of the series that we're working through. Just so you all know, we are on Season 8, Episode oh. 15 or 16. So we've only got I'm one watching, more season to go.
3: I'm watching Corn and Leap.
1: I used to love that <laughs> show. Yeah, I told her it was a great show.
3: You My can favorite. get if you download if you download the NBC app, you can watch it for free, all five seasons.
4: There were five. There you go. were four. My favorite was the one, the two-parter where uh, they where uh, Scott Bakula leaped into um, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, that yeah. one was crazy. No,
3: they, yeah, but they said that's what killed the show.
4: <clears throat> it, probably, it wasn't that bit, that popular a show to begin with.
1: No, it it was before its time. That was the problem.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: It was. Listen, good show. I liked it. I didn't. They dealt well. With issues. Some of them, they, yeah. They
3: dealt. Yeah, they dealt with social issues. That really weren't taking a hold at that particular time. What was it, 1989?
1: Yeah, my particular favorite episode. I told Barbara this is when he leaps into the pregnant girl.
4: <laughs> That's a good one. That's a real yeah. good one. Actually, I like the pilot. The pilot episode where he uh, was in the. Um, uh, it wasn't. He was that he leaped into the Chuck Yeager, but it was one. Of, it was one of those. Uh,
3: yeah, the Air Force
4: pilot. The Mach One experimental planes.
1: Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: Isn't there one yeah. where he leaps into Al?
4: Yeah.
3: Oh, I didn't have to that one yet. I love Al. Yeah, Al that's so the fun. last.
4: That was like part of the last season.
3: Oh God. Al is so one, funny. One, of the,
4: one of the bad things about the show was it what the the future the futuristic parts of the show was set in 1999.
2: Right.
4: Which, when you had the show in that ended in in the '90s, in the early '90s, you're looking at the technology like, well, we're not going to be there in five years, you know. I think actually, it, it wouldn't be a bad idea to redo that show and set right. it maybe 2050, because right now would be a good time to have a show like that because. Yeah. it's... It was ahead of its time.
1: Well, the thing they, is, they, is that... Go ahead.
3: I was going to say they asked Scott about if it would ever be revived, and he said he doesn't think it will ever happen. However, he said he would love the fact that whenever NCIS no Orleans ends, that he would leap out <laughs> at that particular moment.
1: Well, I think that I think that that particular show, Quantum Leap, if it was done right, now that that's that's mm-hmm. the key.
3: Yeah,
1: has to be has to be done right. Okay, so let me okay. see if anybody else wants to cover a topic. Tammy, are you there? Do you want to cover a topic? Tammy. <laughs> See if she's what she's doing. She has us muted watching live PD reruns. I
3: don't know. Oh. She just. Okay, I'm waiting for her to answer here.
1: All right, so
3: okay, she'll Jill, be
1: there in a second. Jill, do you have any topic that you want to discuss that we haven't brought up? <laughs> so will they, do you think that they will, but, well, let's see what they've done. I know that. Let's see. Yeah, he's still a seal. He's still wearing his uniform. Yeah. Uh, let's see.
4: But
3: they said the only charge, the only charge that he be found guilty of, was posing with the dead body, and they said he could get life in prison for that.
1: No, four months. Four, four months,
3: because he and he he had already served two hundred and something days. Yeah. I'm already served.
0: I can't believe that. They're over there fighting a war. They train them to be killers. You know, it just just flat out amazes me, the stuff. It
3: just <laughs> Yeah, why does the Navy feel they had to bring it up in the first place? The kid was an ISIS fighter. For God's sake. Oh, it's some of that Barack Obama bullshit, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, probably. Almost in touch.
0: No. Well, You know, it's time that the bottom line for me is with everything that goes on, I just think that if the media was smart, they would start listening to the American people instead of trying to put out a narrative of their own that nobody's listening to and nothing doing. Well, but they're not
3: going to because once they They socialize try it one more time, it'll be better. They don't care about that, they only care about power. They only care about yeah. taking away your money, taking away your liberty, taking away your freedoms. Well, and I if mean, that's true, all well.
0: well, then if that's true, then our country is in real trouble. Because this is what our founders were worried about. It's exactly what I know. they
3: Yep, about. sure is.
0: So, no, no, you sure. know, I mean, we need to start taking it seriously. But, you know, when you've got three-fourths of America that just doesn't give a rip, pretty hard to educate give, uh, people that don't give a rip.
3: They think oh, because they're God. friends with all these powers that be, that they'll be on the inside, they'll be the first ones to go to the train.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, dear.
3: I might pull up.
0: Well, I don't see, I, I think that before it goes that kind of way, belly up, I mean, you know, there is no way in God's green earth that this country, that the people in this country could possibly sit back and allow anybody to start taking out Americans. There is just no way. I, I don't care who it is that's elected. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know that there's that there are American boys out there that have sworn to protect the country and the Constitution. Well, when you got three-fourths of your your federal government that's not abiding by the Constitution, what does that tell you? That tells you that they need to be standing strong with the Constitution and the American people and doing something about it. That's what it tells me. And it's time that we, that we American people start standing up and making Washington listen. Not just play their games, not just go through the motions, not just yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and let me tell you what we're going to do for you. No, 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 no. we're going to tell you what you need to do. Well, we're going to wait and sit back and watch you do it. This That's is the way it's half. going to have to be. And since they've got the power, well, the only way that the American people are going to get it back is to take it back. They
3: um, ran a poll.
0: So, you know, I'm, am I in favor of a convention of states? No. But I really don't want to see us, our country, you know, go into an all-out war either. But I I fervently believe that there's coming a time where people, there's more of me than you you can shake a stick out there, at least in my state, that have had enough.
3: How is it that there are only 45% of Americans that are extremely proud to be patriotics or be patriots?
0: Where would you hear that, Barbara?
3: I just saw it on Fox.
0: Yeah, well, there's your sign. If it's media, it's baloney. They want it, they're trying to put it I saw that
3: somewhere else. I saw that somewhere else. So don't blame uh, Fox. Um, I thought you said it was Fox. Fox. Fox News just uh, showed that poll. And I saw it earlier on another article that only 45% of Americans are patriotic. I mean, how did we get there? How did we get there, Mr. Obama? I think it depends on where they did it. You know, it's just like any other poll. Where did they do it? Just because Fox News did it doesn't, yeah. mean, it. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's going to be conservative. Look, Fox News is doing the conservatives no favor at all. Yeah. Ever since the that protest out there in front of the place by the Democrats, ever since then it's made a it's made a
0: paradigm shift. And they started with that black woman that helped uh what's her name, Clinton with, the, with the, from MSNBC. What's her name? I can't stand her. Donna, in fact, they put her her face on the Fox shows, Donna, i Donna, I hope it's sending Donna, Donna,
3: Brazil. Donna, Brazil.
0: Yeah, I want the woman needs to be gone. You know what, it's all fine, well, and good to be forgiving. But you don't stand there and give her a podium in which to continue. You just don't do it. You know, I mean...
3: My uh, friend Fred, God love him, bless him, rest in peace, Fred, probably said 10 years ago, uh, he said, Tammy, he said, Fox will be liberal. He said, before you die, Fox will be liberal. And they're all but there. Because really, the only ones that are in the president's camp is Sean Hannity. And his show Hello, It's not a so, it's not, it's not news show. Well, it's well, Donna, Donna Brazile on Twitter yesterday <laughs> uh, tweeted out, Biden's advisors should have better prepared him for Camilla Harris's debate challenge. And my response to her was, he should have been prepared. No, I, I tweeted back to her. I said, so why didn't you give him the questions, Donna? <laughs> <laughs>
0: She works at Fox now, and they don't give those out. Fox wasn't invited for a debate. Oh, no. <laughs> oh that's funny. Well, you know what? You want to hear this one? I got I got to share this one with you. They're out there talking about how you know the Russians and how Trump colluded and everything else, right? And I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on there, bubblegum liberals. you got to hear something that you haven't apparently heard up to now. And I started explaining the circumstances and what's gone on and who was involved in the FBI and so on and so forth and the names and the car meeting and the this and the that and the tarmac meeting and the, everything that went down the pipe during that time frame. And the last thing I said to him is, you want to know who's colluding with Russia and who's been colluding all along? Let me tell you what. You look no further than the Mueller report because the Mueller report goes on and on and on and on and on about how they got emails from the DNC. Well, who the heck had the server? The illegal server.
3: Yeah, I know.
2: They
0: look no further than Hillary Clinton. Period. That I'm woman right. is I responsible can't. for this. She's responsible for all of it. In fact, <laughs> you want to talk about the Bible? Because there are a lot of people that believe that the Antichrist is alive right now, and there are others. There's a part in the Bible in Revelation that talks about the woman that's going to rise up. Look no further than Hillary Clinton.
3: I. That's why I can't wait for the Mueller testimony. Because I know that one Republican is going to ask him, why didn't you investigate Hillary Clinton? Why didn't you look into the reason why she paid a foreign national to write a phony dossier? You know, and how Obama, about they
0: put Comey back on the stand and ask him why he wrote the narrative about the fact and the memo that she wasn't going to be found or held to account long before right. they ever even interviewed her. No,
3: they, ne- they never talk about that. No, they won't talk about that. You know, she got a pass. We all know she got a pass. And it came down but She didn't me. get a pass. Yes. It was
0: about the yes, law, remember? Isn't that what they're,
3: so- but, they're but, saying? But Obama told him to give him a pass. That came down from Obama.
0: Well, so what? He's just as guilty because he knew what was going on. There ain't a damn soul on the planet that's going to convince me otherwise. So there you have it. We're all a bunch of crooked fools, we're sitting back and letting them turn us into heart attacks on a platter, right? We're all going to die because we can't deal with the fact that our federal government doesn't want to get it together on our behalf.
3: They want to accuse President Trump of all these atrocities, so-called atrocities, you know, that he did this and that and illegal that. But when it comes when you question them about Obama and say that it was he who put the children in cages, he separated family members, he deported over 2.4 million people back to Mexico. Rightfully so, by the way. Well, I know, but nobody wants to talk about that. You know, they'll say, oh,
0: okay. No, because, because, because they don't want it. They, they only want to say,
3: do as I say, not as I do. But he was they a scandal. President.
0: President. Listen, we're just the lowly deplorables, don't you remember?
3: He, we're the lowest in their any, opinion. Obama's administration didn't have any scandals, don't you know?
1: Well, I, I beg to differ, but I'm not going to. That's I'm not going to. Oh no,
0: Biden! That's what Biden said, but they don't want to talk about it.
1: Well, they had Fast and Furious, where a bunch of guns from a failed operation ended up in the hands of cartels. Oh, they but that
0: started
3: under George. W. That's just business, Biden. That started under George W. Bush, as I've been told by a liberal.
1: What's uh, that?
3: Fast and Furious.
1: If it did, it was near the very end of the administration, um, right. because I know. Well, yeah, that that's I know you can't talk about that. that's factually inaccurate. I know
0: that. I know that.
1: But well, I was asked a, a question the, the, the other and, day, and listen,
0: the Obamas and the and the Bushes are way too cozy, and the Clintons, they're way too cozy with each other. Hate to to say it, but you know. We all know that behind closed doors, they all get along just
1: famously. Well, that's that's and actually not true. They put on for all of
0: us.
1: Bill Clinton doesn't like Obama. Bill, Bill Clinton doesn't what? like Obama. The Bushes, the Bushes, and the Clintons, the Bushes and Bill Clinton get along. They can't stand Hillary. Um. So yeah, the, the, but there's stuff back there that that. You know, people don't know and and don't necessarily need to know either. But so, I'm I was asked a question yesterday, day before, and and when I get asked these questions, sometimes I have to give the deer in headlight look because you know I don't expect the question <laughs> to come from where it come from or or whatever. And and this particular question I got asked and. It wasn't a deer in headlight look, but it was a legitimate question that I've never heard asked of 9-11, and so here is what I was asked. I was asked if 9-11 was one of those things that... How was it? The question was put to me. If it was one of those things, oh, all of that out again because I didn't hear it. Oh yeah, okay. Well, not necessarily a negotiation, but I was asked uh, if the twin towers getting hit was the result of the United States refusing to negotiate with terrorists? And that was a good question. Matter of fact, that was a great question. Matter of fact, that is probably one of the most spot-on questions about 9-11 that's ever been asked. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Because, you know, I've, I've heard... The, the the funniest one I've heard, and I think I've I've entertained it some on on one of our calls, was that uh, the president uh, knew it was going to happen, and it was an inside job because of the how the explosions happened. Uh, I've heard any number of things.
3: If somebody just got to truck those
1: uh Oh, repo what? Joe. On the job.
3: it's no, I mean, crazy. Yeah. He's been hanging around for the last hours, but you know our homeowners association has nothing else to do. They're they're making sure that the cars actually live here. Oh, okay.
1: Well, I think that's kind of positive, given that you know a lot of times people park in places, and then the people that live there don't have anywhere to park. <laughs>
3: My next-door neighbor has five cars, and we have two spots, so I, you probably don't want to get me started on that one.
1: Well, tell them to take three oh, of their we'll cars. You never,
3: we'll never have two spots. Well, yeah, oh, ooh. Know. It'd be my car that would get towed, not theirs.
1: Ooh, here's a good one for y'all.
3: Somehow it would be my car.
1: So yesterday, I get a knock on the door by codes enforcement Uh-oh. and codes enforcement is a little miffed my, my two violations are a i have branches and leaves in the road which evidently you're not allowed to do and it was just a little oh my gosh it's little couple of branches with some leaves it's from a bush that we trimmed that got caught on the front of the lawnmower and kind of got pushed in the road I didn't think nothing else about it because the street sweeper comes through here a few days and sweeps the streets. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm like, okay, well, that's easy enough for me to fix. Then I'm told that I have an inoperable car parked on the side of the road that you're not allowed to have an inoperable car on your property. And so I explained to said new codes enforcement officer that said vehicle is not inoperable, that it starts up and drives just fine. And that if she would Mm -hmm. like, I would be glad to give her a demonstration of how said car works just fine. She goes, sir, "Sir, are the tags expired? Yes. I said, it's not being driven. She goes, well, then, it's inoperable. (laughs) No. No. The car operates just fine. The tag is expired. I said the car is not one that we use, and we're going to let our son learn how to drive in it. And so, um, you know, we just had not done anything with it. It is insured currently, but it's just not tagged. So I'll just pull it in the driveway and be done with it. Sir, the driveway is your property, and it is still inoperable. I said, ma'am, Stop with all it. due respect. Stop I said, with all due respect, the word inoperable means to not run, to not function, and this vehicle runs and functions quite nicely. And she's like, Sir, if the tag is expired, it's inoperable. No, the tag is just expired. As recently, I found out I've been operating a car uh, since October of last year just fine with the tag expired. Which, by the way, I got pulled over for that. And <laughs> she kind of lost it there for a minute. I'm like, so, I know for a fact it will operate without a tag. And uh, anyway, so, yeah, these whole these codes people are so stupid. Eh, they're new, so evidently I asked her, I'm like, why all of a sudden the sudden interest in this property? And they're like, well, first we had to come around and get everybody's grass in, in code, in enforcement. Now that we've done that, now we're coming around and we're picking different sections and we're going to keep coming around until everybody is in uh, in code enforcement. Is there no such thing okay. as private
0: property down
1: there anymore? No, I don't think there's private property anywhere much. So, anyway, I just thought I was here that wonderful little tidbit of information about an inoperable car that works just fine. Uh, I'm just like, Pfft. So, you know, I'm just okay to go ahead and go pay whatever it is to get it tagged up, so they'll shut up. Boss lady's like, no, we'll back that thing into the garage. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know, I, I have to disagree with you, Fabian, on the operable and inoperable term definition that you're using. Um, and I'll use a, a certain congressman as an example. She does have a brain. It is operating. It is functional. She can breathe. She can open her stupid mouth and speak words, sometimes coherently.
1: Well, stop talking but about Gappy Giffords like that. She was shot in the
4: head. Yeah, but they they, took, they got the wrong lobe. They got you, the left you, lobe I'm assuming
1: you're talking about AOC. Or are you talking about Giffords?
4: I'm talking about AOC. Oh, okay. She may be able to operate. Her brain may <laughs> be able to operate, It doesn't mean that it's functional.
1: Yeah, know, kept running through my mind every time she would say "operational," uh, "inoperable." What kept running through my mind was the. No, it's the operation- not
0: legal. It's not legal to take out on the road, and well, that's what they're freaking worrying about and trying to play games with. And I just said, look, unless you want to pay my bills for my tags, you need to go away because I'm going to buy my tags when it's right for me to buy them and not before.
1: Well, you know, I mean, who the hell do
0: these think that they are?
1: Arkansas is a little fickle about stuff like that. They charge you a fee. If you let your car lapse, like if you don't, like in Tennessee, if you go and you don't tag your car, when you go re-tag it, You just get you get the next year's sticker and that's that's it. In our Kansas, that ain't how it it works.
3: If you don't, I'm sorry, but in Tennessee, if you don't tag your car and you wait to the following year, you have to pay two years.
1: Yes, I'm I'm well aware of this. I know this. Okay. Okay. Unless you show that it was inoperable, there's that word again. Now, if you show you didn't. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. But <laughs> why well, she's, she's wanting to make a note It's operable
1: So if you come back around to get the tags for You've got to make doggone sure That you charge them for two years <laughs> Well now what they do is they charge you A fee and then they charge you For a year from that date At least that's how I understood it when, mm-hmm. uh, oh, oh no, no no it wasn't You got charged a fee You paid for the year They gave you your good until next October So I told Boss Lady we're going to have
2: to put, huh?
1: I know. Yeah, the one coming up next, next October in 2019. Mm
2: -hmm. That is
1: the next October. Anyway, the upcoming October. I'm wondering if we could push it a year this time without getting pulled over. Uh oh! I'm going to tell you, it Don't was it. it was kind of funny because I pulled over,
2: <laughs> and the girl
1: we we were we were going to get ice cream at Sonic, and we had waited forever at Sonic. I was already past aggravated that we had to wait so long at Sonic and deal with all of that crap, and so uh, coming what, what down the road, well, the cop goes, "Are you speeding?" Or, do you know why I pulled you over? I'm like, I do apologize. However, I don't answer that question. (laughs) Uh, Because, in fact, I was speeding, which is what I thought they pulled me over for. And Mm -hmm. if you could have seen the look on my face when they said, your tag's expired since October. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, it ain't. I'm like, I know she took care of that. It is not.
0: (laughs) And
1: they're like, yep, yeah, yeah, it is." He's like, "I ran." I know it. she took
4: care of that. Wait, is this ta- is this uh an inspection tag or is it a license plate tag?
1: The license plate tag. Yeah. You
4: have to do it every year?
1: Yep. Yeah.
4: We got, We're here every every do it every four years in Louisiana.
1: And listen, tags oh. here are cheap. Compared to, compared to what they are in
4: Tennessee, tags here are cheap. I heard one, say, I was like,
1: hey, I wish I had that bill. I'll, t- I'll, take, $30 a year. I'll
3: take $30 a year. Now, in Westbrook County, there's oh. a truck logging in the vehicle.
1: Wait, she says in her defense she had bought another vehicle in that period of time, which is true. She did. She bought the truck. And tagged the truck, and I guess the truck looked so much like the car, and she just didn't realize that the car hadn't I been
3: didn't tagged. didn't
4: think
1: about it? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so it's so. It's not
4: easy trying
1: to take care of you. Oh, here we go. Here we go. She was. She was here we go.
4: She was worried about what you was doing. I'm hearing the Democrat. Before, yeah? Listen,
1: I'm hearing the Democrat platform right now. Y'all stand by.
4: No
0: free. I had to pay for it. <laughs> anyway. Wait a minute. Last time I, last time I heard about uh biblically men were
1: supposed to take care of bills. Well, yes well yeah. Boss, however, however, she likes handling the bills, and I'm okay with that. Let her just Yeah, well, it. most don't
0: men know. don't like paperwork, so I get it.
1: And so, well, no. Now, here's what's funny. I handle. I handle That's what my mom used to tell
0: me. Apparently, my dad didn't like paperwork. <laughs> right I handle that. Check.
1: I don't either. Listen, anything that she can handle that I don't have to, I'm happy with. She may hey. not be, but I am. Anyway, having doing, said all that, so so we pull over, and the cops up here talking, and and the girls are in the back crying. They've never been pulled over before, so they're crying, swearing up oh, down. They're going to jail. Uh, <laughs> Worried that they're going to jail. The ice cream's melting. And out of nowhere, this cop pops up on the other side of the vehicle, and Malachi likes to <laughs> grab his pants because she's like, hey. Malachi's like, oh. <laughs> and so, you know, they ask the standard, do you have any weapons in the car? And the pat answers, no, even if there's five guns tucked somewhere. Uh,
3: <laughs> and so. I- You see, I would have sped off and screamed out the window. Uh, Sir, can you explain
4: this bazooka in the trunk?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Be like, I'm part of Trump's army, baby.
2: Anyway, on a on
1: a on a lighter (laughs) note, they gave me a warning. The girls managed to keep from going to jail. And we all got to eat our ice cream before it melted. Oh, yeah. And Boss Lady got her strawberry Sprite, but I don't think uh-huh. she liked it. Well, that's what it was. That's why the little code lady
0: stopped over. She was following up on that little warning ticket. You're yeah, still an, opp- cop- an inoperable car.
1: car. Well, no, that's a, yeah. that's a different car. That's a different car. The car that was not tagged since October is the one we drive all the time. We have the car okay, that We have the car, the truck, and then what we call the beater. The beater is the one that has the expired tags.
3: And that's the one where you carry the RPGs.
1: (laughs) Be like, don't pay attention to the missile launching system in the back seat. Don't pay attention.
0: Uh, anyway, so just a bomber. <laughs> when I
1: when I got kicked off, I was getting ready to ask Tammy if she had any topics she wanted to cover before we closed out tonight.
3: <laughs> there, she there she goes again. Gone
1: again. There she goes again.
3: Yeah,
1: oh, oh, I think she just lays the phone down and mutes us. She's probably screaming at Eli <laughs> or something. All right. Well, in that case, I want to wish That's everybody like a, a
0: long, long show.
1: A happy Fourth. Keep uh, keep in mind on Thursday as you go out and celebrate and have a good time, which you're supposed to do, and and celebrate our independence. Remember the individuals from 1775 on up who have given their lives so that we could not only be free, but remain free. Remember to thank a soldier for. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do this. Thank the families of soldiers, for without them, we wouldn't have an all volunteer army. And if y'all think you're going to get out of the program without me saying, remember, you've got to stand for something or you're fall stand for anything, then it's not going to happen. On behalf of Ragtag Patriots and their board of directors and me, the political superman, I'm saying, have a good night, everybody. Good night.
2: Good night, sweetheart.
1: Well, it's time.